Your Drunk Guys Podcast. My name is John. My name is Taylor. Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, anywhere you can find a podcast. If we are not on your preferred podcast platform, let us know and we will get on your preferred pod- podcast platform. Taylor. Hey, what's up? <laughs> that takes a lot, man. Very energetic. <laughs> you got to be sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, it is day five, which means I am off. Uh, and that is a glorious thing. Wow. Um, I know. Uh, is fantastic, but we are going to talk kind of about work stuff today. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, it's kind of a topic that's in the news as of yeah. late. I'm sure you've heard about it. Very popular uh, police type stuff, and we're just kind of going to go over We're not going to Monday morning quarterback anybody. No. Um, we'll kind of explain what we're going to talk about, but we are going to talk about the... Um, the Rochester, New York Police Department spraying of OC spraying of the nine-year-old girl yeah. in the back of a patrol car, even though she was handcuffed. Right. Taylor, you saw the video. Yeah, I watched the video. I watched the video. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah, the Mul- whole thing. Multiple camera views. Yeah, two, there was two videos with two body cameras because one fell off right. at one point. And there was multiple officers there, so we have multiple right. angles. Taylor, I want to start off. Just let's just go over what happened, right? Because um, you you read the article as well. Yeah, you know, I watched the video first before I read the article. I'm like, all right, there's something else going on. Like, there's 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 some there's some story to this as to why the officers were called, what happened before they got there. I mean, if you watch the video without context, it's it's very confusing. There's a lot of different people talking. There's a lot of different things going on. Somebody said that they stabbed somebody. Or somebody was fighting, and then there was a headlock and blood. Yeah, and, I think that the the call was originally for a stolen vehicle. Or yeah, it was something originally like that. a family dispute about a stolen vehicle, okay. and then so it's a domestic. And then it said that the the girl, the nine year old girl, was suicidal, self harm, mm-hmm. or thoughts of self harm. The immediate things that popped into my head are EDP, emotionally disturbed persons, um, all things that weren't. You know, not necessarily an arrest, but right responsive uh, of EMS. Right, right. And, you know, we, we watched, John and I just watched the video together again just to kind of just make sure we were on the same page with things. Or di- you know, not the same page, but just kind of so we, we watch it fresh. We watched we the same video, it. so there's nothing where, oh, you saw one video, right. I saw another. No, we saw the same exact videos. Right. Um, one thing that John noted was how long it took for his backup to arrive. It was like four minutes. Yeah. Or something well, like that. We can go over that in a sec. And that's going to kind of play into what I think the department policies are. We don't know what department policies yeah. are. Um, but it's, so it started out as a domestic, pretty much a domestic dispute um, with a stolen vehicle. They The officer got on scene. People were screaming. It was the mom and the daughter. You know, she stabbed the dad and the daughter said, no, mom stabbed the dad. And it was, it was and a the lot. The mom was like, he, there was a lot he had me on. in a headlock and that's my, yeah, there like, was, what's your blood? That's, there that's was, a blood from my lip. Yeah, there was and, blood everywhere. So, you know, who this, knows? this officer arriving on scene is alone. Okay. Right. And he's walking in on something that's just absolutely crazy he has one one set of information which is there's a stolen vehicle involved he gets there then all of a sudden we have a suicidal person who's child you know who's young right i mean she was very big for her yeah now now it was discovered that she was nine years old yeah she looks like she's in her teens yeah she's she's a big girl you know, nothing against, you know, she's tall. Yeah, she's she's she looks older. She does look older. Um, we have mom screaming. We have her screaming. You know, it's 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 a chaotic situation. Right. Um, 
and he, you know, this officer is there. He's learning new information the whole time. So right. he gets there. He's thinking it's one thing. Now all of a sudden he's got suicidal. He's got an EDP. He's got a stabbing. He's got a lot. He's got to deal with. He's got at one point the mom actually came at the daughter, hit her. Yeah. Now he's got to deal with two people who are now fighting he's in front of him. Her to go back in the house. And she's and not complying. Away. Then someone drives by and they're fighting now. With the mom they're is yelling, fighting with the person. Yeah. yeah there's a lot at of each other. And the yeah, daughter so, gets involved. Right. And, so there's there's a lot going on. All I, with the one officer. Right. Present. I, and now I will say that the initial interaction with this officer was actually a pretty positive one. Yeah, he's like, tell he, me what's going on. What's yeah, wrong? He was what's... like, tell me what's going on. He was very calm. He was he, he was not screaming. No. Um, it was actually quite professional, more professional than I thought it would be, um, The you know, just from hearing the interaction. Yeah. Um, what I've kind of heard on the news here and there is that this, you know, pretty much the officers came, they, they cuffed the girl, threw her in the back of a car and maced her. That's like the story you hear. That's a narrative. Right. Um, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, that's what happened. But it, it it's not as clear cut as that. Yeah, there's a um, lot more involved. Right. So what Taylor pointed out in the in the beginning is that, yes, this officer was alone. Uh, a lot of places work in single man cars. Also, the weather, it was snowing. It was, it sure. was when uh, I think it was on the 29th. Sure. There was that big snowstorm we had. Sure. A lot of snow on the ground. So what's interesting is I hear right when that officer gets there, he asks for the response of a rig. I'm going to assume a rig is a ambulance. ambulance yeah. Um, and this has to do with the mental hygiene law, where officers can deem somebody to be emotionally disturbed, get them uh, help through EMS, bring them to a hospital, get them evaluated, make sure they're okay mentally. Um, that was awesome. I love that. I heard right away that he asked, he he recognized the situation as an EDP, and he right away requested EMS. Right. Um, a lot of people may have missed that because they don't know what a rig is, but departments have slang terms, jargon for different things. In New York City, they call it a bus. Uh, I'm not sure what they call it out here in Suffolk. Um, and you know, upstate they must call it a rig. So that's definitely, that's definitely a positive for the officer. Right. Um, he called for backup. He asked for additional vehicles and they took a very long time to get there. Yeah. I think it was like four minutes. Based it was on the a timing. very long time. Yeah. Which is, a, which is another issue. Um, you know, a lot of people are, are in the comments section of Facebook and Instagram and all these places. And they're saying like, oh, you know, the officer, you know, did this wrong and did that wrong. They have to understand that force guidelines for different departments are not universal at right. all. Especially even with a child involved. Correct. Because, you know, things with a child could be very different than with yeah. an adult. You don't want to handle them a certain way. You right. don't want to be accused of doing something a certain way with a child right. as opposed to an adult. Right. And I do want to say just right off the bat, we're not we're not condoning what the officer did. We're, you know, um, just our observations. This is, this is our observations. And I want, I'm going to get Taylor's observations as a civilian. Right. And I'm going to give you my observations and, and what I feel as a law enforcement officer. And, and uh, maybe, maybe not so much say what I, I will say what, what I might have done in that situation. Neither of us and none of us were there. So right. we're not going to know exactly what we would have done in the moment, but looking back on it, what could we have done better as officers you know, in that instance. And I think that's what we'll kind of talk about. So right. eventually they, you know, they cuffed the girl. They want to put her in the back of a car. Another officer Well, they arrives. were struggling with her. She went down to the ground at one right. point. Um, they were trying to get her, I guess, subdued or gain control of it. And I mean, there was snow on the ground. It looked like she was wearing leggings. So I'm guessing she was cold. She was yeah. upset. She was... <clears throat> You know, and I and I read in the, in an article that they were trying to get her in the the ambulance at the rec, uh, in the back of the car at the request of the mother, who, right. mind you, wasn't near the car when this was all going on. Right. She was, I think, up the street. And then the cops said to her at one point, like, "Get out of the street." Yeah. So she, the mother was aware right. of what was going on, mm -hmm. and she was aware that. 
there was something going on with her daughter emotionally, and she, I guess they requested the police there. So it's not like the mother was saying, what are you doing to my daughter? Get off her. It wasn't that. The mother wasn't involved in this. Well, the the mom called. Yeah. um, And the mom did kind of... She did not lend to a de-escalation. No, no. She She lent to an escalation. (laughs) If you watch the video in its entirety, you could see in the beginning, she is escalating the issue. Yeah, she like hit her at one point. At first, it's the the daughter and the officer. And they're kind of alone, and the mom approaches, and it goes to from from what was already like a six to like a fucking 12 out of 11, right. you know, and then the mom like strikes the daughter, the officer pushes the mom away and then he starts to walk her to the car. That right. I think that's where she goes down. They have a little bit of a struggle. Eventually they do cuff her. They get her to a vehicle. Uh, at this point, there's a few other officers there on scene. Yeah. And I, I, I'm going to say they're still, they're still exercising um, a lot of calmness. Yeah. You know, they, they are using just the necessary force to get her cuffed right. and get her to that vehicle. And they're still being, they're still being very, they're like, their language is very good, I would say. Right. It's very easy to say, you know, start dropping F-bombs and screaming. And they really weren't doing that. Right. Which I was actually surprised about based on what you hear in the news. <laughs> um, eventually they get her to the car and now she's refusing to go in the car. Right. And I, you know, I'd imagine that they want to get her in the car because it's cold out. They need to secure her. They need right. to f- get, maybe get some more information from the parents and they can't do that with her being you know all sorts of crazy and you know emotionally distraught um you know they got her up to a point where she was sitting on the end of the the car you know the bench in the back and they were saying you know she's like i want my dad there was a female officer present at the time and she's like i'll get your dad just we need you to get in the car like put your feet in i'm gonna say the female officer that was there did a a fantastic job of trying to de-escalate i even heard one of the officers say like you know, slow down, you know, you know, yes. you know, catch, they, your breath, they, slow coach, co- catch your breath and slow down, which are, which are key, like de-escalation. Cause you don't want to ever say if right. you're trained in this, you don't want to ever say like relax or calm down because people do not respond positively to that. So I'm going to say they even use their training for de-escalation and, you know, critical incident training and stuff like that, yeah. which was, which was a positive as well. There was one. Now the point at which it kind of turns a uh, male officer says like, Something along the lines of, like, uh, I've had enough, sp- just spray her. Well, what happened was she was not getting in the car. Right, exactly. And I think at one point she started kicking at the officers. Yeah. After a rather lengthy situation where they're yeah. trying to coax her into the car, look, get in the car, get in the car. One officer grabs her by the arms. They pull him up, which has got to be uncomfortable yeah, for her. Um, probably a better move would have been to grab her by the shirt. If they wanted to pull her into the vehicle, grab her by the shirt, pull her into like the vehicle. I feel like they could have. They, um, they definitely could have. Um but, you know, I don't know. You right. Know. You, you don't want to, like, get all hands-on with a kid at some point. I sure. feel like maybe they were just trying to de-escalate it to the point where the kid would just comply right, and right. do it. You know, you right. don't want to be rough and, God correct. forbid, something, you know, a, a kid gets injured. You right. know, you don't want yeah. that. And and they were pulling on her arms. Right. And, you know, she's rear cuffed now. So, you know, they're pulling on her arms. They're going up in an unnatural position. She's saying, you know, I have a bad arm. She's screaming the whole time. Yeah. And, and at one point, she goes to kick at the officer. I think it was the female officer. And then the male officer says, at this point, just, just spray her. Yeah. Where the female officer and the male officer whose body cam we were viewing, they both take out their OC spray and they spray her one spray quick. I don't think we actually saw the female officer's body cam. I think it was two. No, males. but I could. I saw a cross. Oh yeah, you she could had see a she cam. had yeah. she had OC in her hand, and it was literally just like the shortest, like it little. Was like a, yeah, like, it was a one second like spray. It yeah. was like or, or less, you know. It was like a quick like they, that they, was she it. Came, she got in, closed the doors, right. and then and, that was and the then that was that was where she where she ended up complying through like you know pain compliance. Yeah. Um, so Taylor, here's what I want to hear from you. Watching the whole thing up until you know they spray her and all that. 
as a civilian, what do you, what do your, you know, good or bad? I just want to hear what you have to say. Even if, even if you're going to bash the law enforcement officers, whatever it is, because we're going to, I'm going to clarify some things for you and, um, we'll, you know, we'll see, we'll see what we have. So just, what do you think, you know? Um, you know, I feel like just from my point of view, obviously I don't know the ins and outs of dealing with emotionally disturbed persons or arresting people or any of that, but I mean, from from the and, beginning of the video, and like I, I will say, just to interrupt real quick, the officers at this time do not realize that she's a nine year old because I'm seeing everywhere in in on the media they sprayed a nine year old as if they like walked up and they knew right. she at was nine years old. At one point, they didn't old. even know her name. The right. other officers like, "What's her name? What's her name?" Right. And then they they did, so they didn't know her age offhand. They knew she was a minor, but they didn't know like how minor she was. Right. Right. And they didn't know her name. It was just officers arriving. Okay, what do we got to do? Right. Um. You know, from my point of view, I thought that the officers really kind of did everything they could. I mean, honestly, they, they handled her with kid gloves. They were very, I mean, I don't want to say gentle, but like very non-forceful. Um, would you say they used the minimum amount of force necessary to control the situation? I would, because okay. honestly, like like you said, it, it would have been easy just to grab her by the shirt, pull her in, and then done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, she was, I would, I mean, honestly, I would say about her her stature, she looked like a teenager, like a young teenager at that point. I mean, she didn't look nine. Um, but again, it's hard to tell in the video sometimes like the lens is curved. So it might be like a little, it might make proportions a little different, but, um, you know, I thought that, like I said, the original officer coming up was very, you know, what's going on? Tell me what's wrong. Like, you know, how can I help you? Like, you know, um, you know, just from like, I guess, a tactical standpoint, it was like, okay, he was alone and his car was around the corner. So he pursued her on foot around the corner. So, you know, maybe I don't know if it would have been best to just wait there until more pe- more officers arrive, rather than trying to get her to a different place. Like I don't know, but the mom was given all sorts of shit. Right. When there was a passerby, and they were yelling <clears throat> right. profanities at one another. So it's it's tough working in a, yeah. a one man car. Um, this one officer, while waiting for backup, has to control a lot of situations. Not oh, yeah. only do you have somebody when initially he approached this this young girl, she actually ran from him. Yeah. So now he's chasing somebody. Now he, he even ha- said like, "I don't want to have to chase right. you." So right. now he has her. She's not cuffed, but he has her. She, he's trying to figure out the situation. Now you have mom approaches, yeah. escalates the situation, and especially if there was d- domestic, you don't know if there's a threat of violence. Yeah. You don't know if somebody has a weapon. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of you might know domestic calls are one of the most dangerous calls, and it's probably Probably one of the most common calls, unfortunately, that yeah. officers go to. A lot of officers get killed in domestic disputes where mm-hmm. they start all boyfriend and girlfriend are fighting, mom and dad are fighting, and it ends up in gunfire, stabbings, and people die. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, and it's it's terrible. So that's another consideration. And then he, had, like I said, he has mom that approaches, escalates the whole situation, and you have a passerby who now is now you have three people yeah. you have to think about, and you're looking all over the place. I think trying to take her to the car. To kind of to kind of um, secure her in a way, to just remove one aspect from the whole situation is is was a good move. Mm-hmm. So go on, whatever you're saying. Um, yeah. So I mean, and then really, you know, they get her to the car, and my whole thing is, like I said, I don't think the pepper spray is such a huge deal because at that point, you know, th- this child needed help. And if you need her to get into a secure place where she can't injure herself or others, you know, what do you, what, how, how are you going to do that without literally 10 people forcing her in a car? Mm-hmm. I think that maybe it could have been avoided, but I think that mm-hmm. just that was like kind of like the quick and dirty way to do it as opposed sure. to, like you said, grabbing her by the shirt and literally sure. two people pulling her in. Yep. 
Um, I think that was just, like I said, just kind of like the quick way out of it. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily wrong. I just think it's like, okay, um, you know, is this, was that the right move? Yeah. I don't think it was wrong, but was it the best, not the right one, but was it the best move? Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, emotionally disturbed persons, really no matter the age, the ration and reasoning sometimes don't work with them. It's like talking to a wall. It's like talking to trying to make sense of something that in their mind isn't making sense. One of the main things that I hear people saying is it was a nine-year-old girl. What could she have possibly done? Nine-year-old girls can bite and she was big. So nine-year-olds can bite. Nine-year-olds can kick. Well, she and also said that, you know, it was a thing of self-harm and suicide. Sure. So, so I'm just saying like nine-year-olds can bite, right? right. And they can hurt you. Yeah. Right. No, uh, they could kick you. And if you're a man and they kick you in a certain spot, I mean, things can really go wrong for you. Things right. can, to, for lack of a better term, can rupture. I mean, it's yeah. happened before. You know, officers out there don't wear cups yeah. to work every day. So that's also a factor. And she was kicking. And then that's kind of where they did. They where they decided to, to spray her. Um, we don't know what the department policy is on their use of force. Right. I have seen videos from other police departments that work in one-man cars where they are allowed to spray cuffed individuals. OC spray is a non-permanent, you know, basically pain compliance um, that leaves no no lasting effects in a you know negative way other than the pain of the you know the spray, right. and then that that fades over time, um, and it's non-deadly force. Right. Is it a level of force? Yes, it is. I mean, would it even, you know, just a thought now, would it have been worse if they tased her? You know? I think it would have been a lot exactly. worse if they tased her. Um, I don't, you know. <laughs> so in order to gain compliance, in order to get this girl in a secure spot, out of the cold, out of the elements, away from people, you know, what would have been worse? If they tasered her, would that have been worse off in the eyes of the people who, let's just say, are in opposition to this use of force? Or it's just like a one little burst yeah. of pepper spray which like you said will wear off worse right i mean to me it, it, the situation as a whole was very chaotic and kind of fucked up and you know yeah he, like i said it was kind of like the quick the quick way to to, to make yeah. their you know make compliance happen i'm gonna say that judging by the way the officer said just sprayer at this point and had multiple officers take out their spray it's probably within their force guidelines to probably. use OC spray on cuffed individuals. That being said, I don't know their force guidelines. I Googled for a long time, like at work and before work, trying to find it because I was just interested in reading what their force guidelines were, and right. I couldn't find it. It's not public information, and we read the article, and they said that they refused to release the force guidelines because it's under investigation, which also is another factor that leads me to believe that that's allowed. Right. I can guarantee you that that's going to change, <laughs> you know, now that it's mainstream yeah. news. Yeah. Rochester PD has had, like, a few crazy things happen that recently. that one gentleman that passed Who, like, away. basically drowned in the fucking puddle. Yeah. That's, you know, so they've been they've been in the spot. The guy in the hood, who they put a spit hood on him, and he, like... That's the guy I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he They, like, had him on the ground, and he right. basically, like, suffocated, or, like, he kind of, like, half drowned, and yeah. not a good look. So, and that was another EDP. Right. Because they, they were calling the ambulance, and the ambulance got there, and they realized, holy shit, he's dead. Big problem. Yeah. Um, you know, I could tell you where I work. This probably would have never happened. Um, that being said, I do have the luxury of working in a place where we work in two-man cars, and backup is literally moments away. Right. Um, this officer waited, I think it was like close to five minutes for a, for an extra car, and that's a long time when you're fighting with people. Oh, yeah. That's a long time. I mean, people get winded, um, you know, after 30 seconds of fighting with people. Sure, she was a young girl, but there was multiple 
I was, I'm going to call them threats because you don't know what they are. Multiple threats, quote unquote, people involved. Um, now, I've personally been in situations where people don't want to get in the car. Very similar to the video that we saw. And like the other officer did, I just simply walked around to the other side of the car. But what they didn't do was grab her by the shirt and just pull her into the car. It doesn't have to be forceful. It could be gentle, but you're just putting them in the car. That would have been a better solution. Once they're in the car, you close the doors. If they want to kick out a window, let them kick out a window. It's right. not your car. Right. <laughs> you know, the city of Rochester is going to pay for that. I think they even had bars on the windows in that, in that car. That's even better. I think they did. Yeah. So they could have they could have isolated her in a better way. Um, but, you know, this, like I said, I'm not there. I don't know their force guidelines. Um, it's just, man, it's just, it's unfortunate. I think- These, I, I, I. I know at least one. I think several officers were um, were suspended for this. Yeah, suspended with pay, and I think it gets into a bigger issue of now where the police are under a magnifying glass. They are. They are under a spotlight. And will a police officer think twice before possibly doing something that, you know, it it would be harmless and it would be you know to hit to to it would be allowed and it would be harmless, but to the public with that's looking down yeah. on them, you know, right. would be an issue. So they were suspended with pay. Yes. Another factor that leads me to believe that I think this was, was within their force guidelines. I think because it was like a union thing and they had to be suspended with pay or something like that. Yeah, and that's just another thing that leads me to believe that it's within their force guidelines. Right. If this was something that they, if they acted out, if they acted this, you know, if if this was not within their force guidelines, this would be considered excessive force, right? Because the person was handcuffed. Where I work, this would probably be considered excessive force. Now, I read, I read a headline also when searching for the videos that the mother plans on suing the city of Rochester. She probably this. won't. She'll probably win. She'll probably get a settlement. Which I mean, it it know. is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. And you know what? I'm going to be completely honest with you. A lot of people. So like New York City is a great example where people sue a lot and they just write them a check. Right. They just settle it's out. Because it's very expensive to fight these things in court. Right. You have to pay teams of people. They have to go to court. There's a lot involved. It's it's a better uh, financial situation for the city to just write, you know, a ten thousand dollar check, as shitty as that sounds, and call it a day. Um, the negative effects of that is one: people know, oh, I could just get arrested and then sue the city, and they'll cut me a check. Right. I have had personal conversations with people who have sued their the 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 um, city where they live. Where, where I work, and they've said that they've sued um, that city and that they have gotten, you know, upwards of $100,000 for, like, mul- in total for multiple. Wow. So that's kind of an issue, too. Um, whether whether they should have gotten those checks or not, I don't know the status of their case. Perhaps that they perhaps they had a case. Right. You know, I don't personally know, but I have had conversations with people like that. Um, and you know what? If, if they were victims of something that was not okay, then good. I'm glad that they got a payout for that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, if they were unfortunately not victims, then then they were getting a paycheck. It's kind of shitty, right. but whatever. That's above my pay grade. Um, you know, uh, another factor that is kind of negative about just writing people settlement checks is that I've seen in the news that you know, specifically New York City, I saw an article that was like, um, you know, New York City has paid out you know X amount of dollars a year for you know for lawsuits. What people don't realize is those are settlement checks, right. <laughs> you know. So yeah, it looks like it's really bad, but that's because it's cheaper for the city to do those types oh, yeah. of things. I can imagine and, lawyers are very expensive. Yeah, but. and I can understand <laughs> from a financial standpoint where the city says, look. Whether it's whether they whether they are a victim of wrongdoing or not, let's let's just assume that they are, accept responsibility for that and and write them, you know, a settlement check, which I understand. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I just think, like I said, going along with um, going along with that line, it just kind of perpetuates the negative connotations and and outlook that people have on on policing in today's mm-hmm. day and age, and the kind of things that you have to deal with. You know, an emotionally disturbed nine year old, like that stems that could stem from a lot of problems at home. And judging by the way the mother was talking in that video and the way the daughter was talking, I mm-hmm. I do believe that there could be problems at home and that. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, it kind of just reinforces the fact that, you know, policing in in this day and age is very dynamic. It does need to be either non-intervention or, you know, militaristic in some intervention Mm -hmm. aspects, um, if that makes sense, you know. It's it's a difficult situation. I think that, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but judging, just going by, like, where I work, my force guidelines, it could have been handled it could have been handled better. Okay. I've I've worked for my department for three years. I've never had to OC anybody, never had to tase anybody. Um, departments more and more are pushing for being able to use your words more so than physical force. And I think they really tried. Judging by the initial oh, officer's they, they interaction. Tried 100%. Right. Judging by the second officer who was there and then the female officer, they really tried. And I without knowing their force guidelines just just looking at how they responded i think it's probably within their force guidelines do i think it was that they should have done should have sprayed the girl probably not because i think that there was a less um a, a less forceful way to do it right like i said just grabbing her by the shoulders on right. on the shirt making sure her arms weren't being dragged in an, in an unnatural way that was uncomfortable pulling her in the car and a lot of people aren't going to want to hear that a lot of people are going to say you know she was screaming she was kicking throwing the car it's not the way it works you know even if you're not dealing with with a child you're still i mean people they're still people right you have to treat you may not personally think like you know, just watching this video or watching other videos, you may not think that these people who are quote unquote criminals, some of them are, some of them are not, don't deserve the respect of officers. But at the end of the day, they're people. And I've given people I've arrested lots of respect just back and forth. Like, look, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to treat you like a gentleman, act like a gentleman, and this is going to be a very easy process. And I've had people say to me who I've arrested, like, look, like, You've been the best officer I've ever had to deal with. You know, you, you've treated me the best. That, for me, means I'm doing something right. Yeah. So I think that the officers could have handled it better. Um, I know a lot of people think that cops just stick up for each other no matter what it is. I think in this situation, they could have done a little better. If you can't be critical towards the people who are in your profession, if you can't say, hey, like, my opinion is this, then you know nothing will advance nothing will get better if you just kind of blindly and this goes for anybody like if you just blindly just stick to your no pun intended but you stick to your guns and you you just you know back somebody blindly right it doesn't do anybody any justice or anything beneficial yeah and is oc spray harmless yeah to an extent there was she's she was released to her family right yeah afterwards she got she got brought to a hospital for evaluation and then they, she was released back to her family so she was released healthy and fine yeah um hopefully she got whatever you know mental help you know hopefully she got evaluated and yeah if she needed anything you know she would get it but um so at the end of the day yes oc spray is you know quote unquote harmless um for lack of a better word but you know, how does I mean, it look it's on the surface? Irritant, you know, it's it is going to affect your eyes, it's gonna affect right? Your, and your mucus, your nasal cavities. Yeah. And on at the end of the day, the goal is um, compliance. Mm-hmm. 
she was not being compliant and the OC provided compliance. And right. it, and it, it pretty much brought the, brought the situation from 10 out of 10 to a zero. Right. Instantly. They sprayed her. She got in the car, closed the door. Right. So and like the video ended. You have to think about what would have been better, right? Would it have been better for the officers to drag her into the car, possibly hurt her physically, or just give her a one second blast of OC spray and reduce this down to a zero real right. quick? I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know. If, like I said, judging from from the way they reacted, it's probably within their force guidelines. It, it, it's for a lot of people, it's a question of morality. You know, yeah. you, you you OC sprayed you you basically like given pain to a to a nine year old girl. I mean, is it any different than let's just say a parent spanking a child for misbehaving or a parent, you know, within obviously like we know what you know what I say I think when it, I say spanking. It's, I think it's different. I mean, it is different, <laughs> but like I said, it's yeah. discipline to a child. So if 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 people are out there going to be like, why'd you pepper spray her? And it's like, well, you know, do you discipline your kids when they misbehave? Mm. You know, I... Yeah, well, you know, at the end of the day, man, it's a lot of people call us because they don't know how to handle their kids. Right. I mean, there's... We get calls all day long where it's like, I'm having a dispute with my daughter. Okay, well, you're having a dispute with your daughter. Right, does that okay. mean I have to get involved? You know, so you be, you actually become... And it's, and it's you know, it's this people, they just, they lose control. They don't understand how to parent. I'm not a parent. I don't know how to parent. Um, so I don't want to, you know, speak out of, you know, speak out of turn, but, um, you go, so you go to some of these jobs and it's like, you know, I went to a job and, and the dad was like, oh my, you know, my kid's being disrespectful, you know? So it's kind of like, well, what if he's not being respectful to you as his parent, what's he going to say to me? Right. He's not going to say anything to me. And, and you know what? I don't know him. So it's your job. It's not my job to be, if, if there's a crime committed, sure, I'll come and I'll take care of it. If this is a parenting issue, there's not much I could really yeah. do for you. So, you know, that's another thing. It's not my job to discipline your kid. It was their, it was, and it wasn't their job. So to gain compliance, that's different. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to see, you know, you, he, that mom isn't going to call the officers to the scene and say, hey, can you, can you discipline my kid for me? It's not what it is. Yeah. So I, it's different. You know, at least I think so. But I, man, it sucks. I, I think they're, and I don't think they're not going to lose their jobs. No. They were suspended with pay, right. which leads me to believe again, that this was in their force guidelines. It's just on the surface. It doesn't look good. It made the news. They have to do something. Right. Um, I there think was that, also protests outside of the, uh, yeah. That's yeah. The and I, building. and I think that their force guidelines are going to change now because of this. And I think it's going to be adopted that they're not allowed to do things like this anymore. Is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. Does that put officers in a position where it's going to basically make them use more physical force on somebody good probably. Thing. And I think that's a negative. Um, hopefully the department can see past this and can explain after their investigation that look, it was the safest way. I think it really was the safest way to handle it. Um, yeah, like I said, it was, it was the quickest way to gain compliance and yeah. without, furthering any sort of physical issues that you right. may have. No physical injuries. Right. You know, it's, like I said, I don't want a Monday morning quarterback. I could say that, you know, if this happened where I work, 99.9% it, .9 it would not have happened. I don't want to say 100%. Well, you're, you're not Monday morning quarterback because you've been in situations like this where, you know, you're not just an armchair commando. You've actually done this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've you know, and I've never had to use OC spray. Right. I've seen people use OC spray in crowd control situations yeah. where there's a lot of people. You're outnumbered. Yeah. You know, especially where I work, man. You can have 100 people in the street and there's like a dozen of you. That's a lot of people. So I could see in that instance, you know, you spray and they disperse the crowd, things like that. This, I don't know. I've been in I've been in this pretty much exact situation. It wasn't a nine-year-old. It was an adult male. But, you know, we, we had to do what we had to do. He didn't want to get in the car. He was screaming. He was, you know, spitting at people. Pull him into the car. We, you know, and he was not injured. Yeah. And there was no OC spray used. 
Yeah, so you know, that's just my that's just my feeling on it. Right. I was interested. I was interested in seeing what your opinion on yeah, it because no, I at least see a lot of civilians say like this is absolutely the most wrong thing they've ever seen, and it's police brutality at its best. I don't you think know? it's the most wrong thing. Like I said, I think it was the quickest way to gain compliance. Do you Could think it it's been... police brutality? I don't think it's police brutality. No, if it was brutality, they would have maybe doused her face in it or. You know, maybe held the spray or sprayed her mm. five times as yeah. opposed to one. Or I think that they used the minimum amount oh God, of the, force the spray necessary so in the minimum amount of that force. I had to I had to rewind that part of the video because I'm like they, they sprayed her like it was just it like was the so quickest. Quick. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because the way we're trying to use our OC spray, it's like a three or five second blast. Right. So like they, I'm sure they're trained in a similar manner. So mm. they used the minimum force they thought was necessary and the minimum amount of that force. Right. Which is which is interesting. So it's it's crazy, man. I think that the interaction actually went very well up until that point that, you know, it was gonna get blown up. But I think that they, they acted very professionally at first and then, you know, the, the O C spray thing is kind of like a we'll see what the department has to say. But yeah. I think that's I guess that's it for today. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, you could go watch the videos for yourself, make your own assumptions yeah. and judgments, and it, you know, and let us know what you think. I'm right. I'm curious what everybody else thinks. Is anybody out there who's, you know, on the job or or has experience in that manner and wants to maybe chime in and say, hey, maybe this could have been, or, you know, hey, this is my opinion of it, you know, let us know. Yeah. At the point that he sprayed the sprayed the girl, there was more than one officer on the scene. There was at least three, and oh, I yeah. think there was even more than yeah. that. So eh, it could have been probably avoided. Yeah. Um, but who knows? I'm interested to see what this department's going to do about it. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. All right, guys, uh, that's it. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram. We are the New York Gun Guys. It's NY Gun Guys, all one word. Like us, share us, subscribe. Uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. If you are boycotting big tech, that's awesome. Check us out on Podbean. Uh, unfortunately, we have to be on those other platforms because like, right, I think it's like 80% of the people yeah, who listen to the Yeah, so. Um, all right, guys, uh, that's it for today. And uh, as always, be safe.